Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, this is Daniel Meisler. Welcome to episode 404. All right, so the big thing that I talked about in the intro this week is being really excited about this AI integration that I just set up. So the coolest thing about AI for me is how you're going to interact with it on a regular basis, how it's just going to become part of your life, usually via your operating system, which is uh, your mobile operating system, most likely, because it's always with you. So what I've done is I've set up the ChatGPT app by OpenAI with its new feature, the voice, custom voice feature. And this is more than just voices. It's more than just the ability to talk into it. It's the ability to get voice back. And most importantly, it's the ability to have a conversation back and forth. And it's absolutely realistic. So it is a natural sounding voice. First of all, the voice itself is high quality. It sounds natural. But more difficult to make sound natural is the tempo of a conversation that is bi-directional, right? Having a dialogue. And that's what this thing does really, really well. And what's cool about it, if you go into this uh, post that I posted here on uh, on X or Twitter, whatever you're going to call it, uh, I'm trying to call it X. Basically, um, you have, yeah, live back and forth conversation with your AI. Um, it also means you can start the conversation by invoking Siri. So basically, I've got my iPhone here and I could click on this um action button here, or I could double tap the back of the phone and either way it pulls it up. It pulls up this interface where it's like you just start talking. Now, if you pick this sky voice here that you can see here, it's actually like almost identical to Scarlett Johansson in the movie Her. So I gave it also custom instructions to tell it to sound like Scarlett Johansson in Her. So I told her, um, or I told it basically interact with me exactly like Samantha in the movie, her. And I also gave it some information about myself. Like, um, I like reading books. I have an unsupervised learning, uh, newsletter. Um, I gave it a bunch of stuff. I told it how to pronounce my last name stuff like that. And here's where you add custom instructions. Now my buddy, Tim, this is, um, Tim Leonard, uh, he's part of the community as well. And he's just an overall very cool guy. Uh, he also runs the DebtSec group, a security group out of East Texas. And um, he made his sound like TARS. So TARS is the AI. You can see it down here. It's the AI from the movie Interstellar. It's one of the ones. There was uh, Plax, Case, Kip, and TARS. And there might have been more, but he gave these instructions and now his AI talks to him back like TARS. And there's really cool things like there's a uh, honesty and a humor rating. It's very, very cool. You got to watch the movie if you haven't seen it. Now you could also change the voice. Obviously you don't want TARS to sound like Scarlett Johansson from a different movie. So what you do is you change it to the Cove voice. The Cove voice sounds remarkably similar to one of these AIs from the movie. So 
now you have a back and forth conversation with Tars. I personally like uh, her better because uh, I just like the AI in there. It's just really kind of nice and kind and happy. I really enjoyed it. Um, so now, yeah, all I do is I click on the button uh, or I double tap and I can have that conversation. In fact, I'm going to try it live right now. What's the tallest tree in the world? The tallest tree in the world is a coast redwood named Hyperion. It's located in Redwood National Park in California and stands at a towering 379.7 feet. Isn't it fascinating how nature can create such giants? Would you like to know more about Hyperion or perhaps something else? Is it true that sharks are older than trees? That doesn't seem to make sense. Yes, it's a bit mind-bending, isn't it? But it's true. Sharks have been around for about 450 million years, while the earliest trees appeared around 385 million years ago. It's, it's like a glimpse into how life on Earth has evolved, constantly reshaping the planet and the creatures on it. Does this unexpected twist spark your curiosity? Would you like to delve deeper into the topic? No, thank you. So you get a vibe for it, right? I mean, that seemed very natural and it was back and forth and she just kind of understands. I say she, it's an it, but I like to, uh, I don't know. It's a she. It's it's Samantha from the movie. Come on, you, you got to get into it. Um, yeah, and here's how you set up the thing inside of iOS. So yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Highly suggest doing this. To me, this is the biggest innovation in AI interfaces since ChatGPT itself. This is far and beyond better than Siri, although supposedly <clears throat> Apple is working on integrating this type of generative AI into all of a bunch of its products. That's the current rumor mill as of about a week ago. And supposedly that's coming to iOS 18. Uh, and I would love to see that. But in the meantime, you can have either Samantha or TARS on your system just by doing this. All right, security news. ServiceNow has a built-in feature called widgets that can be used to extract data from records without authentication. My buddy says that he's already pulling things like PII, internal docs, incident details, all kinds of stuff from this. So if you have ServiceNow, you need to make sure you've got your widgets in order. Probably a good idea just in, generally in life to have your widgets in order. It's uh, my policy. Okta shares fell 11.5% after they reported that someone got into their support system using stolen credentials. And uh, basically the way this works is part of their support process is to send in files that actually have these Okta session tokens in them. And evidently somebody got into that service system, customer service system, and got access to those files, which then had access to the Okta session tokens. And then they then used that to attack some of the customers. So Beyond Trust told them about this. Cloudflare also caught it and stopped it from causing a problem. But 1Password just said that they had a security incident as a result of this. So that's, that's not good. And they've got a write-up about that already. And uh, I'm not trying to sh throw uh, shade here because, you know, security is hard. But I think when I do a security assessment, one of the things I do is I look at what is the most sensitive data 
that a particular company has. Now, in this case, one of the most sensitive pieces of data is customers' Okta tokens. So this is Okta. What is sensitive to them? Your customers' Okta tokens, right? Now, the question is, did a pen test team, did a red team, even better, a red team, look at the workflows inside of the company that take in these very sensitive files, uh, this service group being one of them? And did they you know, look at all the different ways to attack that? I, I don't know the answer to that. Now, I heard somewhere that part of the layoffs that happened in the past were also affected the red team. I'm not 100% sure about that. In fact, I'm not even 50% sure about that. But uh, that could potentially cause it, right? If you get rid of the teams that would have looked at something like this. But again, that is conjecture slash rumor right now. But what is not is that they said, they said themselves that the issue was from credential stuffing. Now, credential stuffing means they take a password that is available somewhere online to the public, and they just jam it into the system and uh, you know, log in. So the question is, why wasn't that password good or changed? And then secondly, why didn't they have 2FA? Because that would stop a password brute force um, or credential stuff. So again, not trying to throw shade. This is not an easy thing to run a company and, and do all this, but it's like, come on, Okta. Also, this is like, what, their fourth or fifth breach or incident in the last, I don't know, number of months or couple of years. So uh, questions are being asked. All right, next one. Cisco's iOS XE devices are under attack. Uh, tens of thousands of devices affected. Uh, a bunch of devices fell out of the system. Uh, some conjecture that U.S might have done something, the U.S. military or uh, government agencies might have done something to maybe go after one of the groups that had some in circulation, but there are still lots out there that have been already compromised, <clears throat> and there are many more that haven't been compromised yet, uh, so if you have this OS out there, you need a patch. FBI and DOJ is also alerting the public that North Korean IT workers are getting jobs inside of U.S. companies. And this is crazy because the reason they're getting jobs is because they're taking the salaries that they're actually being paid and they're funneling that into the missile program. So basically, North Korea can't get, they're not getting money normal ways. They're not selling products. They have so many sanctions on them. So what they do is they deploy these hackers to go get jobs and the salaries that they make comes into the missile program. Um, and then while they're there, if they can, they also hack. Right. So they also hack and, and try to steal stuff and steal money and stuff like that. But so it's like a two pronged approach. One, see if you can hack them, but also in the meantime, just make a salary. And I wonder if in some places they don't even try the hacking. They just do the salary thing. Probably. Plastic surgery offices are getting hit by cyber criminals who are using spoofed emails and phone numbers to extort surgeons and patients. So they basically go on social media, gather a bunch of info they can use for the extortion. And I've also, I've been wondering for a long time, like, why isn't this a bigger thing? I th think of like ransomware ecosystems, but f for like embarrassment wear ecosystems instead. So you could just collect a whole bunch of embarrassing stuff about people and then hit them up and just get paid. Um, and Sorry for thinking evil like this. It just 
it's harder to turn off when you've done offensive security for so long. But the question is, one, why isn't this happening? And two, maybe it is happening and we just don't know about it. Next one, SolarWinds Access Rights Manager, uh, three critical RCEs. Yeah, one is a 9.8 on the Richter scale, so we've got to be careful with that. Thanks to Panoptica for sponsoring the episode. Security researcher Dennis Simonov shows that Telegram can leak your IP. And basically, the, the way this works is if you connect to someone um, directly and you do a call with them, it'll switch to peer, uh, peer-to-peer. So you will be directly connected to them. And that requires that you have their IP address. So you could just look in your network connection inf- information with like Netstat or whatever. And then you could see the IP of the other person that you're talking to. And that's how it gets leaked. So be careful who you do direct conversations with in Telegram. If you're doing something uh, shady and or privacy sensitive. Obviously, don't do shady things. U.S. is further controlling AI chips. Uh, exports to China, aiming to plug the loopholes that let some get through the cracks. And I'm honestly surprised in a good way that Biden is going so strong after China's AI ambitions. Happy to see it. SEC chairman is saying unchecked AI, this is in technology news, could cause a major financial crisis in the next decade. And basically what he's worried about is a whole bunch of different financial organizations and banks and stuff are going to be using the same AI to like track trends and stuff like that. And they're all going to like see a trend or whatever and take an action. And they're all going to take the wrong action at the wrong time, but at the same time and cause like a chain reaction and cause a major financial incident. And this is uh, Ginsler, the uh, SEC chairman who's worried about this. If he's worried about it, I am as well. He knows more about those financial systems than I do. And it makes logical sense that people just buy the best one (laughs) and all the best ones are the same one. And then they all say the same thing at the same time. Scary. Uh, Project Greenlight from Google is a uh, trying to use massive traffic data from maps to give AI optimized traffic signal timing suggestions, which could uh, stop you from having to start and stop at these lights Uh, 30% less. That would be amazing. Uh, One thing I'm worried about, though, is how the map data could funnel into the traffic. And like, if you couldn't game that at all, because there's one hack that's available already where uh, you can, um, somebody took a bunch of phones and put them inside their car. And then I think they stopped on the freeway. And it looked like there was like 10 or 15 or 20 or 40 phones. How many however many phones it was, but it looked like a traffic jam, right? And it actually turned red right there. Well, if you could do that and affect maps, well, now maps talks to the stoplight. So could you actually affect stoplight traffic and the flow of traffic inside of a city by doing these types of gaming? And I think the answer is yes. And that's the way we need to be thinking. So we keep talking about layoffs getting reduced, but uh, layoffs.fyi, which is the coolest site, by the way, I'm going to open it up, basically tracks all the uh, different layoffs happening across tech. Uh, 1,076 tech companies with layoffs, 
245,000 laid off in 2023, which is already 50% more or more than 50% more than in 2022. So a uh, really cool site if you, if you haven't used that. Foxconn is under investigation in China and people are basically saying China is investing Foxconn. They're the ones who make the iPhone. And this basically looks like a political move to go after the US by messing with one of its crown jewels, which is Apple. So it uh, makes a lot of sense to me that this is very political and basically a shot across the bow of the US, basically showing them, look, I can hurt you, uh, which is why we need to get out of China as fast as possible. I'm hope hoping they're building lots of Foxconns in like India and Vietnam and also in Arizona. That would be nice. Although evidently we, evidently we can't use the machinery and that's sad. Human news. FBI says the murder rate in the U.S. dropped 6.1% 6 6 in 2022. But the bigger story is most people, if you ask them, they will say that, oh, it's higher than ever. It's worse than ever. It's horrible. Uh, especially people in my peer group, they're like, oh, when we were kids, it was so safe. Nope. If you look back in the 80s and 90s, it was way more dangerous, way more murders, way more violent crime than there is today. But it's not about the numbers. It's about how you feel, right? U.S. deficit doubled by 2023, or doubled in 2023 to $1.7 trillion. I want to show you something <laughs> to get a scale of like how bad $1.7 trillion is. Okay. This is chat, uh, not chat GPT, Mac GPT. It is a chat GPT interface. I just do what it command pinky. Uh, what is pinky? Um, command, is that semicolon? Yeah. Command semicolon. Look at that. Boom. Pops up. Command semicolon. All right. Watch this. Give me the time, um, duration in years of 1 million seconds, 1 billion seconds and one trillion seconds. One million seconds is 0.03 years, okay? <laughs> one billion seconds is 31 years, and a trillion seconds is 31,000 years. That is insane. And we've got $1.7 trillion in debt. I think the interest on this is about to cost us more than our defense budget. I believe we're getting close to that if we haven't already passed it. These are ridiculous numbers we have to do something about. I don't even know what the mechanisms are to do something about it, but that's insane. Um, all right. Stanford researchers have found that both ketamine and uh, placebo treatments can improve depression symptoms like a 50% drop after just one day of treatment. The craziest part, though, is the benefits continued for two weeks, but the extra crazy part was it didn't matter if you actually got the real ketamine or if you got the placebo. The benefits still continued for two weeks. What is going on with placebos? I, I guess it's like if it's a mental-oriented issue, then obviously placebos can work because it's like 
It's making you think that you got it. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how so many studies are showing placebos having the same efficacy as the medicine. Unbelievable. But anyway, yeah. I mean, either way, 50% drop, that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess buy half or, or get like half ketamine and half nothing. I don't know. Is it already legal? Uh, I don't know. Make sure it's legal. That's what I would say. All right. Got a got an account here called House Porn, an account that does the same thing to me as a bookstore, which is, uh, so this House Porn account, it's on Twitter. It's not really houses. It's actually rooms inside of houses. So you'll see like this perfect room. You'll see it snowing outside. It just feels so like warm and cuddly uh, inside. You'll see like a fireplace or a dog or whatever. Uh, but different like designs. I like the modern ones is what I like. But uh, really cool account. And this live set from Daft Punk at Coachella t 2006 is evidently like one of the best ED EDM uh, things. Evidently it put EDM shows like on the map. It basically started the EDM show craze. Uh, I listened. Um, they had a lot of negative space and built up tension which just like massively hyped up the crowd. Plus uh, they were like up on top of like the triangle or something. And it opened with like this cool robot uh, thing. It was, it was very cool. You should check it out if you like EDM or Daft Punk or music in general or music history. Discovery. Okay, this one is crazy. Okay, a deep mind paper just found that out of all the various prompts out there, the prompt techniques that you can use to get back really good results from AI, the best one was take a deep breath and work on this problem step-by-step. Step. So a lot of people have been using think step-by-step step for months. I've been using it uh, for a long time in variations of it. But they show, if you look at these numbers here, uh, you know, some of these scored like a 58, some of these scored like a 60. This one scored an 80.2, uh, the absolute highest out of all of them. And again, the string is take a deep breath and work on this problem step by step. So you might want to incorporate this into some of your queries. Project Discovery just released Nuclei V3, major update to their flagship tool. Prompts Royale takes a prompt, makes multiple better versions of it, and then games them all against each other to come up with like the best result. MetaGPT takes a one-line requirement for a coding project and builds out the full project. It's kind of like one of those AI frameworks, or I'm sorry, agent frameworks, but you don't need a bunch of agents doing it. It replicates basically the agents. It, it does it like internally. It's insane. And it's very fast. Uh, check it out. It's called MetaGPT. Too Long lets you summarize any article. GrayJ is a new app that lets you follow creators instead of platforms. How to make people join radical movements. This is uh, my buddy Gabe. Uh, showed me this one. Pretty cool. AI security has serious terminology issues is an essay written by my buddy, Joseph Thacker. And I think he covers this issue really, really well in this essay. How to get lots of detail out of Dolly 3. Silicon Valley's latest trend is tea parties, a gathering focused on boosting testosterone levels in men. And they say it's all natural, but I guarantee you they're talking about nasal sprays and, and shots and stuff up there. Uh, Almost half of EV owners, not counting Tesla people, want to switch back to gas cars. This is blowing my mind. 
half of people who don't have a Tesla who switch to an electric car want to switch back. How good is that for Tesla? I mean, how bad is it for EV in general? Bad. But how good is it for Tesla if most of them don't like the car that they got because it was like whatever, um, you know, Ford Focus or something. And like, it just wasn't a good experience. I mean, BMW, I, I don't know. I don't know what they got that they didn't like the electric experience. But if the only people happy with electric cars are like, or half the people who are happy with electric cars are all Tesla people, I mean, that's got to be good for them, which makes me happy because I bought a bunch of their stock when it, when it crashed uh, recently. This is not stock advice, however. How to Die by Seneca, which is super cheery. Richard Feynman's wonderful letter to his wife, 488 days after her death. Wonderful, beautiful letter here. And the recommendation of the week, be mindful not just of your time, but actually of your attention. Because you can actually live to be like 97, but if you aren't paying attention to what matters, you're not actually getting the experience of that thing. If you basically don't pay attention for 40 years, you might as well have been asleep for those 40 years. So focus on attention as much or more than just the time. And I got this idea from Sam Harris in one of his uh, waking up things, sessions. Um, and the aphorism of the week, if we believe absurdities, we shall commit atrocities. If we believe absurdities, we shall commit atrocities. All right. And if you enjoyed this, you can follow me at Daniel Meisler on X. I'll never get used to that on Twitter, X, whatever. And if you would like a more in-depth analysis, I do a whole bunch of deeper analysis like this, plus custom content over at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. And that is the unsupervised learning newsletter. And we'll see you over there. Take care. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.